Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rising Gems podcast. I am your host, Miroslava, and I am here with your other host, Erica. And we are back with episode number two of the Twin Flame series. If you haven't checked out episode one, give it a listen. It's a very lengthy conversation, but it's full of perspectives, personal stories. We share everything we know about Twin Flames, how they show up, how we met our Twin Flames. So it's it's a very, very long, juicy conversation. So definitely check it out and if you're new to the podcast give us a follow and if you feel inspired to if you enjoy the podcast definitely leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, on spotify or anywhere else where you listen to the episodes that review helps us grow and we do appreciate you greatly so without further ado erica let's just jump into this episode we are going to be talking about soulmates karmic soulmates soul karmic contracts like Let's, let's dive in. Okay, Erica, what are soulmates? What is your perspective of soulmates? <laughs> My perspective of soulmates, and I do want to mention I have experienced a lot of different types of Um, connections. So I did want to let everyone know that. So when you do hear my perspectives, it's based on my personal experience. But soulmates are definitely very easy. They're fun. We can have many soulmates. It's not just geared towards romantic relationships. It can also be friendships as well. Family can be soulmates. It's just people that we really resonate with, that we have Um, a really great, we have fun with them, we connect with them, we have, you know, a lot of things in common. Uh, and it's just a very fun time. Now, soulmates can be long-term or they can be short-term. It's not, you can have many. We can have many, 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 many soulmates. It's just, they're very easy. They're fun. It's like a great time and we have many of them and they come in many different ways. <laughs> That's exactly the way that I see soulmates. It's this very easy flowing relationship or connection. What are karmic soulmates and for this one i actually made a few notes and i want to read this just to give you a little bit of my perspective karmic soulmates are shadow mentors people that show up in your life to expand your awareness and knowledge of the shadow realm the shadow realm is made up of distortion thoughts beliefs emotions all that is based on fear and everything that lacks harmony the shadow realm is devoid of light and light is truth. However, the shadow is necessary to achieve a neutral state of consciousness within a field of polarity. So to me, karmic soulmates are these people that you meet and they come in to change your life. But a lot of the times the connection with these karmic soulmates is very, it's very painful and it is very toxic but it is because they are bringing in the shadow to show us so that we can understand this realm of distortion. And it points us in the direction of the root of our trauma and our fears to address those things so that we can alchemize the energy within our field so that we can access a greater or higher state of consciousness. Uh, but what is your perspective, Erica? I actually agree with everything that you said. I really feel like, like I love the definition of karmic soulmates because it's kind of like a lot of the times, most of the time, karmic soulmates are temporary. They are not like long-term. It does not necessarily mean that it has to be heavy the whole entire complete 
connection. I do feel like some karmic soulmates, like, yes, I do feel like they do bring out a lot of um, shadow, but I do feel like they come into our lives to really balance out karmic debt. Like that's how I see um, karmic soulmates is either from past lifetimes, you've had past lifetimes with this person where like you're interacting with them in order to learn certain lessons to balance out karmic debt as well. You can kind of see this as just, you know, what a lot of people refer to as karmic um, relationships in general. And it does not have to be romantic either. Karmic soulmates can also be our parents. Like if we've had a unhealthy shadow, you know, untoxic parents, family member, friends, relationship, like soulmates and karmic connections can happen in all ways, shapes, and forms. But I do feel like there is some kind of karmic debt that's a little bit heavier uh, that needs to be balanced out where there can be time, not all of them, some of them can be heavy and karmic from the beginning or the get-go. And there's some kind of familiar energy there that kind of keeps you both bound until like the lessons have been learned. And then obviously you part and you go your separate ways. But sometimes it can just be like karmic debt that's needing to be balanced out between the two of you. And it's going to play out in the ways that it's meant to in order for you to both learn the lesson. So there can be like a lot of heavy, toxic energy that's apparent. And then there can be other situations where it's very subtle, that's still unhealthy, that's still a little bit like toxic in itself to kind of help the connection stay where it's needing to be until you both come to that completion of those lessons that are learned until you part ways. So that's my experience with karmic soulmates is just like, there can be times where like you have that connection and there's other times where it's like really heavy throughout because there's some kind of like shadow, like heavy, toxic, abusive type um, situations. And then sometimes it can be very subtle because it's normal, it's familiar, but there's some kind of karmic debt that the two of you have to play out. So it, it's just like recognizing the unhealthy patterns that you might have or to play out certain roles in order to move forward. But this can be, like I said, it can be in any type of um, dynamic. It does not have to be just, you know, in relationships. Romantic. Yeah. Yeah. And romantic. Yeah. Relationships. Which leads me to the next thing that I wanted to address within this episode, which are soul contracts and karmic contracts. And I place these in two different categories because I feel that there is a difference. And so like for me, soul contracts are agreements that feel good. These are, mm -hmm. you know, they, they just feel good within the within your field, within your energetic body. And they are also very, very fulfilling. And karmic contracts oftentimes trigger a spiritual death. Both contracts help you grow and expand your consciousness. A soul contract is, for example, Erica, what you and I are doing now with the with the podcast. I believe that yeah. this is an agreement that we both made before incarnating on this earth as these humans this lifetime. And so this is something that we are, it is a contract that we are fulfilling with, you know, with us stepping up and doing the podcast together with this collaboration. And a karmic contract would be the rejection of another, for example, 
you were in let's say in a connection with another person they rejected you or they did something to you that made you feel uh, just heartbroken or just bad about yourself fear and this would be an example of a karmic contract they came here to kickstart your journey into a spiritual awakening or to help you um, to help you grow but it is more so through triggers and through discomfort rather than through like Erica and I with this agreement that we have it's more so you know just a collaboration and it is working together and feeling the feeling the the sisterhood I think that's the only way I can describe mm -hmm. it so it feels yeah. good but the karmic contract would be something that just does not feel good and at times again it triggers a very very hard uh, spiritual death the karmic contracts are rude awakenings that inspire change soul contracts feel rewarding and expansive karmic contracts can often feel painful and contracting but they are equally important and empowering so one more thing that i wanted to mention is that a lot of people when we do experience those karmic soulmate connections and um, I wanted to quickly just share a little bit of a story that I have about someone and so Eric I'm just gonna be I'm gonna try to be very quick with this story but oh, fine. <laughs> but with this uh, I met this person I was maybe like 19 20 years old and um, he was definitely <laughs> definitely a karmic soulmate because we had this very intense connection and Erica it's crazy because the connection that I had with this person is very similar to the connection that I have with my twin flame because I remember one day I was working he was my boss and um, I was uh, in the fields I working I used to work in the agriculture chopping cotton that's what we do here in the Midwest and so I was, he was the farmer that was the owner of the field that we were working at. And I would see him driving in his car or in his truck. And I could feel immediately the connection. It was like this very intense energetic connection. And I remember one day I was walking out of the field, exactly walking down the path that the truck went by. And I could even see him in my mind. I could feel his energy was just so present and so strong. But you know, moving forth a few weeks and months, things didn't work out. And he actually triggered the beginning stages of my uh, spiritual awakening. It was because of this connection that I got into uh, spiritual books. I remember because of this connection, I bought the book by Don Miguel Ruiz, which is called The, the Mastery of Love. If you're in the Twin Flame journey, I highly recommend that book. It is so beautiful, so full of tall tech wisdom that is just so empowering and so fulfilling for, for the heart. And that's when I started to get into, into the whole spiritual world. And I also bought another book that is called uh, May Cause Miracles by Gabriel Bernstein. I think that's her name. And this is how I began to communicate with my spirit guides. So it was like, it was this person, the whole connection, not working out, the rejection, the ghosting, the feeling unworthy and feeling unseen, feeling unlovable, that triggered my whole spiritual awakening. So it was because of this man that I am here now and that I was able to start the whole process it was a very painful situation it was a rude awakening for me but in the long term 
once I started to do the work, it just felt so good. And I have nothing but gratitude for this person, regardless of what took place. And yeah, so I think that karmic soulmates can be very hard and very toxic. But there's a lot of lessons and a lot of beauty that comes out of those connections too. And uh, yeah, so is there anything else, Erica, that you want to share about soul contracts, karmic soulmates, or maybe uh, karmic contracts? From your perspective, any experiences that you've had? Yes. So you can kind of see soul contracts as of the soulmates that we decide that we talked about, like as far as you know, soulmates go. And you can kind of see karmic contracts as the karmic soulmates that we also refer to that can be very heavy and toxic. And I do want to mention too, because all possibilities are possible, we can have connections where there might also be karmic situations that do turn into that are soul contracts where you can have both. So I don't really see anything as being one or the other. I do feel like everything is one and the same simultaneously for, for some, like for some instances, for some experiences. Um, so it really is up to each individual or each individual will know on a, on a soul level what that is, because you can kind of see where a connection might have situations where you do have certain karmic um, situations where you're having to really go through an experience, but it can also be a soul contract as well. It really depends on the context. I do want to say that because if there's a lot of a heavy, heavy, heavy abuse, then that's not a soul contract. I do not. I mean, from one perspective, some can see it as that, but I see it more of a you know, just from what my channeling, from my intuition and from my experiences, I do feel like those situations are definitely more heavy karmic contracts. Like you both duked it out in other lifetimes and now you got to pay, pay the debt. <laughs> so it's kind of like learning the lessons. I do want to say like Erica was saying about the, the karmic contracts and like the whole thing within relationships that do experience a lot of abuse. That's definitely something that you don't have to stay in. You do have a choice and I know it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of a lot of willpower to step out of those situations. So we do send you the most love if you are currently in this situation. Know that you are not deserving of that pain, that you do not deserve to be punished this way. And I'm getting very emotional and chills talking about this. I don't know for some reason. Maybe one of you has to listen to this. Uh, but definitely this is i do believe that we all everything that we experience is part of it's part of our path and it's part of something that we have to learn but at the same time it's like we don't have to stay in a situation we do have a choice and we can get out but again it does take a lot of courage and a lot of willpower so we are with you if you're in that situation josh and this is actually someone one of our listeners he sent in a few questions that we're going to be addressing if you want us to address any questions definitely go to the link in the description of this episode to the ask us anything you will be going to a web page and then at the bottom there's a form that you can fill out and just send us your message question if you need any guidance regarding your specific journey just let us know and we'll be more than happy to assist so here's josh's uh question what is the difference between a false flame and a twin flame so there you go, Erica. <laughs> okay. So a false twin flame is someone that we think is our twin flame at first, 
but they're not. I do feel like if you do resonate with the Twin Flame label and you have met a false Twin Flame, I do feel like there is a true Twin Flame out there for you. Uh, but a false twin flame is heavier. It's definitely more of the karmic type situation. So your true twin flame shows you all of the things you refuse to look at from your childhood, all of the wounding that you refuse to look at that you could not see before. So a twin flame just sh shines a light on there for you. They are not interacting in any of it, what they're doing is saying, hey, I'm showing up because this love is so intense. This connection is, is deep. So just feeling this vibration, just thinking about this person, it can kind of trigger certain things that might've made you feel unworthy or certain things that might've happened in your childhood that you did not address before. So they're bringing these things to the surface so you can see, so you can transform, so you can heal. And it's a very deep, it's a very true loving. There are separation periods within most twin flame connections. So I do wanna mention that because the both of you have to go through these learning experiences to heal because true twin flames are divine connections where false twin flames are ego-based. True twin flames cannot be physically together until they've worked out their ego, they've gone through ego deaths, they've done some you know, childhood healing. So a true twin flame just shines a light on the things that you were running from before, you could not see before, that you were holding down, and they're kind of just helping you out. That's why there's a separation period. And like I said, you can literally only think about them and they can activate. <laughs> they can activate certain things. Where a false twin flame, most of the time we do have more physical interactions or are in a relationship with them more, or it's more of like a sex with benefits, sex with benefits, a friend with benefits, or they're, they're, in, they're playing out what you might've witnessed when you were a child. So it's harder to see the, the insecurities. It's harder to see the childhood trauma. It's harder to see it because you're playing out what you've already experienced. So there's some kind of normalcy that you've experienced. The best way that I can explain it is like, if a false twin flame, like, yes, you can have certain things where like they might live out of state, they're from a different ethnicity. Like there's definitely different signs that you might experience that someone's like, oh, this is your twin flame if you have such and such signs. You know, you can have intense sexual attraction to a false twin flame that kind of keeps you in that dynamic. But in these false twin flames or these karmic type relationships, there's going to be something that you can't see to heal. They're going to feed your addictions. They're going to feed what's normal to you that you've always grown up seeing. Where, where a true twin flame will not play into that dynamic. It can't survive that type of dynamic. That's why usually there's a separation period. It's not the same as like on and off unhealthy, you know, back and forth like a karmic or a false twin flame might be. It's, it's completely different in and of itself. And that's why so many people get confused between the two. Yeah, so karmic soulmates and twin flame and false twin flames, are they the same thing? Because they sound kind of like the same to me. And yes, I do see them yeah. as very similar because of the signs and synchronicities that people confuse mm -hmm. between a twin flame and a false twin flame. But it's it's a different type of interaction. Like I said, like a true twin flame helps you to see the things that you could not see before to heal. 
a false twin flame or a karmic plays those and feeds on those things to where you can't heal it, you can't see it. You, it's almost like you're they fuel your insecurities. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like you can feel mm. more confident because you know that you're in control of that situation. You cannot control a true twin flame. If there's any type of control that's taking place, it's not a true twin flame because that is not something that can be done in these divine connections. With my ex. He never triggered me in any situation, any way that made me feel. It's almost like the I manifested him so I didn't have to face anything from my childhood, that I didn't have to face anything because I, it was very familiar. So even though I just really realized <laughs> that recently that there were certain things that played out in that relationship, even though it was easy, even though I saw it as, you know, a soulmate connection, but it still had unhealthy things within it. I could not see it at the time because it was very much like I was used to seeing growing up. So it never triggered necessarily anything for me to heal. It allowed me to mask my insecurities more because I felt confident in that and I felt in control because I knew how to control it because it was familiar. I seen it growing up, so I played it out. That right there you can kind of see as like, you know, either a false twin flame or like a karmic situation. Where with my true twin flame, he showed me everything I refused and did not want to look at, but I needed to in order to grow and heal. Now it's not that he intentionally did it, it's just, the type of connection that we have, just thinking about him or certain actions that I thought that he was doing because it's very unfamiliar, it's very outside of my comfort zone, it's very outside of what I'm used to or was told. So I had to be like, oh, I do feel insecure, right? There's nobody there to feed, like with my, like with my past relationship, it fed all the things that made me feel confident you know, or in control. So I didn't have to change. I didn't have to grow at all. So usually these false twin flames, you don't really grow much and, it, and there's an ending that usually happens at, at some point and it's done, it's over and it's done. Where a true twin flame, it's very infinite. So you know that it's forever, you're forever connected to this person. Yeah, I think one more thing that we can mention that is a huge difference is the type of love yeah. that we have for each person. Yeah. To me, the karmic, karmic soulmate and, and false twin flames are the same thing mm -hmm. because of what I experienced with the person that I said uh, in the beginning because it felt very similar to the twin flame connection. But I do believe that the type of love that we have for our true twin flame is very unconditional. Yes. And this is something that just happens. Like you don't have to do any sort of work to feel that type of unconditional love. It is just that magnetic attraction. It is just, it's it's a very familiar energy, just like the soulmate, but there are so many layers, so yeah. many layers that um, that we have to just address and see and, and they do teach us a lot. And with the karmic soulmate, it's very, the love that we have is very conditional mm -hmm. and it's very uh it's very like just what makes us feel comfortable and with the twin flame it's regardless of whether we are comfortable or not most of the time it's a lot of discomfort the love that we have is very it's just very divine it's very spiritual and unconditional so i think yes. that's a big one too to look out for yes i love that you mentioned that because that is also a very big indicator as well <clears throat> because in karmic or false twin flames you want to try to control 
or change the other person if they're not doing what you want them to do. Where with a true twin flame, it's so unconditional. Like it doesn't matter. Like you don't want to change the other person. And that's that's where the difference comes in. Because if we're going to be completely honest, there's there's most likely been relationships that we might have been in if we've been in any where we've kind of wanted to either control the situation and we were able to, or we wanted to try to make sure like they changed so they were just like we wanted them to be. And if they weren't like we wanted them to be, there was like fighting or arguments or they're like breaking up. And, and it's like, so we try to feel like we have to be someone we're not in order to be in these karmic false connections. False karmic situations make you lose yourself. And I don't mean in the way of you actually gaining and finding who you truly are. I'm talking about like the things that you actually enjoyed, you stopped doing because either they didn't like it or you felt like you wouldn't be accepted if you continued to do it. So there's definitely a, a losing yourself. And another thing too that I can that I've noticed personally, so always take what resonates. You're willing to compromise with your true twin flame, but you're more likely to want to keep growing and, and evolving and being the best person that you can possibly be in these situations. Where in karmic situations, you can kind of settle, do whatever you feel like you should be doing, and you you lose your passions. Like you just lose yourself. Where in a true twin flame, Yes, you can lose yourself, but you're going to be gaining who you truly are <laughs> authentically. So there's there's definitely a difference. You lose the old identity when you meet your yeah. flame. It's like everything that you knew about yourself, the whole belief systems that you were holding on to, they all come to the surface. You see them. You understand that you no longer resonate with those aspects of yourself, and then you are able to release it. But this all comes forth because of the connection that you have with your true twin flame, because they're a mm -hmm. mirror. And they're reflecting there yeah. it's a projection of your own inner worlds your own inner shadow so yeah yeah i highly agree yeah so i i hope all of that makes sense because that's the best way that i feel to explain it because i can tell you there's been so much distortion so much mis like misunderstandings within the two to where I get it. Like, I get how some people can confuse the two, especially if they're like, oh, well, if you look online and you go to see the signs and, oh, what are the signs of your year twin flame? There can be some similarities, but the difference is how you feel within the two because the the triggers are going to be different. How you, who you become is going to be different uh, because one is unconditionally loving, like Marislava was mentioning like once just you don't want to change them you love them for who you are they are on a soul level so you're raising your vibration you're growing you're 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 thriving where another one kind of brings you down right like a, i see like a a karmic or a false twin flame know exactly what to say to you to get you pissed or know exactly what to say to you to get you riled up right that's not a true twin flame they don't intentionally try to rile you up just they're just them being there <laughs> like trigger you because of the dynamic but they're not intentionally doing it or yeah or they like the karmic ones they also do whatever they can to make you feel jealous yes it is to get a reaction out of you rather than to 
than to be there to support you and to love you for who you are. And I think it's again, and and I love what you said also earlier, and I think it's important for us to reiterate this is that your twin flame is never going to be intentional with the pain that they cause. It's never. And what I have experienced within my own connection is that the reason there was a lot of hurt and a lot of pain within、mm-hmm. my dynamic is because we were both reacting. We were both being very unconscious with our intentions, and so it's not like I—I I know I probably said things that hurt him. I never did that with the intention to actually hurt him, in in a way that was very deep. Yeah, there were some things that I did, and that was at the very beginning stages. That I just did things because people said that those are the things that you do when you start dating people. But once you start gaining consciousness and start waking up to the connection, you don't do things to hurt the other person. So if you're right now currently with someone that is doing things intentionally to hurt you, they are making you jealous. They are triggering the fuck out of you intentionally. Then maybe that's something that you need to look at and really address and feel, like Erica was saying, like really tune into the feeling. What do you actually feel about this connection? Remove the the illusions, remove the ideas, the fantasies that you have created in your head, and tune into the feeling. I really feel that when you tune into the feeling, that's when the truth surfaces and you you're able to understand the dynamic. Yeah, and I do want to mention too is it's also how we perceive. And here's the thing that I've noticed because in my last relationship there were many things I was in denial about. Where when it came to my my twin flame, it was almost like I was willing to face it all. I was willing to go there. I was willing to think I was crazy. I was willing to think I was delusional. I was willing to think all of these things. In my old relationship, I couldn't see certain things, and there were certain things of like, oh, I was in denial about, and I didn't want to see because God forbid I actually saw it, and I'd have to make changes and I'd have to make adjustments. Where with my true twin flame, it's all out on the table for me. Like, it's it's almost like I'm willing to go there. Because I feel like that's the way to heal. It's it's hard to. It's like one of those things where you know, on a soul level, that this person is showing you all of these things for you to heal, and it can be painful because of the depth of what they're pulling and rooting out. When you feel like you can trust someone to talk to within this twin flame dynamic, because not a lot of people understand and they can get confused because they're very much. Still holding on to the old paradigm of what relationships look like. Like even Miroslava and I, like we've had these conversations, you know, off the podcast where we're willing to talk about certain things that happen within our connection. Where with my ex, I didn't want to talk about that to anybody at all. I wanted to make sure it looked good. I wanted to make sure like nobody knew about certain things that went on. And and like I can see that now. At the time, I was very much in the denial. Nope, I don't want to look at it because then that means some things would change, possibly break up. I I wasn't ready for it, so oh, what will so and so think? So there's a lot of secrets that can happen with these false twin flames and these these karmic situations. Like if if people are going to say, oh, a, a twin flame is toxic, then they might as well just say the whole entire spiritual journey is toxic because you got shadow work you still do, you got death, dark nights of the soul that you have, you have ego deaths that happen on the spiritual journey that you also have with a true twin flame. So. What you experience, or would experience on a spiritual journey, you experience with your true twin flame. Yeah, 
And I have one more question from Josh, and I feel that we, that you, Erica, kind of addressed this already.、Uh, but he was asking, is there such a thing as karmic debt with these relationships? And you already talked about this earlier, so we're good on this one. And he also said, is there ever a happily ever after? And we're gonna have a, an episode in which we're gonna dive into twin flame union, twin flame separation, and all all of those things. So,、um, just in short. Is there anything that you want to say, Eric? Yes, there is. To answer this question. Yes, there、okay. is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there is. There is definitely that outcome. Yeah, it is a very high possibility, but again, it does take a lot of work from us to get to that point. And I feel that before we do achieve physical divine union with our twin flame, there has to be this inner divine union within our own masculine and feminine polarities. So the union has to take place within ourselves、mm-hmm. first. So that then it can manifest in physicality within this connection with this other person. So yeah, it is possible, but、yeah. it will definitely take time.、Um, yeah. So these are all the questions that I have, Erica, and I think that we actually. Uh, shared a lot of different perspectives, and I feel that hopefully, well, hopefully, this what we、mm-hmm. shared will resonate with you. And again, Erica kept saying this, and I agree. Everything that we share is simply our perspective, so take it if it resonates. If it doesn't, you don't have to believe anything that we say.、Uh, it's just from our own personal experiences. So、um, yeah, I think this is going to be it for this episode. Erica, is there anything else that you want to share? No, because we have other other episodes to go. Yeah. So. <laughs>、uh, yeah. So stay tuned for episode three and、uh, maybe episode four and five. We'll see. But we'll be diving deeper into twin flame separation, into twin flame union, and then we also want to dive into the divine feminine mission as a solo being without being in the twin flame dynamic or with divine union in with your twin flame. So there's a lot that we have coming up, and yeah. So again, if you rest. Resonate with our energy. If you vibe with the episodes that we have shared, definitely follow the podcast. Share this with anyone that is on the twin flame journey that you know of. If there's a group on Facebook of the twin flames, definitely share this with with them just to to give them a different perspective and other insights. And yeah, if you also if you would like to leave us a five star review on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, every other podcast platform, we would. Would very much appreciate that. It helps us a lot, and I think that's it. If you want to follow us on social media, the links are going to be in the description. If it's easier for you to send us questions and messages through our individual social medias, definitely do that. Feel free to do so. And Erica, that's it. We'll see you all or talk to you all on the next episode. Bye.